Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a wild podcast has appeared. Episode 115. We've done it. Yep, we we hit another milestone. Another one. <laughs> Look, we if we don't it. treat every new episode like a milestone, then you know, one day we may just not be here anymore. You know, I'll I'll be 100% honest. We're we're like the little podcast that could. You know, who would have thought that, you know, in the the comic book media empire, one of our one of our signature shows would be all about a bunch of Cute fictional creatures who can kill each other with extraordinary abilities. <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Jim Biscardi, joined by today by Christian Hoffer. Megan Peters is taking some well-deserved time off. Uh, and so it's, you're stuck with the two of us today. Uh, yep. if you, uh, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to recap Pokemon Go Fest. I think we both equally had very successful Pokemon Go Fests. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, I've got some Pokemon news and then Pokemon Unite comes out this week. And so we'll talk a little bit about some expectations and things like that there. So if you want to get involved with the show as we do it, we do this live every Monday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. About five o'clock, maybe seven o'clock across the pond. I'm, I've lost track of. I've lost track all, of the time difference. All, right. all the daylight savings time. <laughs> all the daylight and... savings times. Uh, anyway, we got a great crew that comes to hang out with us there. You make sure you, uh, you know, if you can. Obviously, it's not necessary, but if you can make it to one. It's definitely, they're definitely a lot of fun. So I recommend it. Anyway, uh, my voice is a little raspy today because I spent two days uh, at live wrestling events. And so uh, I've got a bit of a like smoker's voice going on here. Uh, but uh, bear with me. I think if anything, it just makes me, makes me maybe sound a little better. Um, Christian, so Jim, wait, commenting. wait, did, did you go to Slammiversary? I, I went to Slammiversary and then I attended a, I attended an impact taping uh, yesterday. So where I got saw- to see, where I got to see spoilers, Jay White wrestle. Yeah. The switchblade, the switchblade for all your wrestling I'm not fans. Allowed, I'm not allowed to call him by his other nickname because this is a family friendly <laughs> podcast. That's right. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no no it was a big wrestling weekend i was about to say yeah, I, a I huge, too, huge wrestling weekend if, if you notice me lagging a little bit it's because i was up until almost midnight watching the return of the invisible man of wwe himself the man who we cannot <laughs> see john cena uh yeah. he is it was a big big wrestling weekend but also, big Pokemon weekend. That's why it we're was. here. Let's talk about it. let's it was. let's uh, we'll go we'll go through some news first, and then we will get to Pokemon Go Fest discussion. And uh, I'm very curious to see what the chat got to catch. Uh, very curious to see what what they thought of this as well. But in Pokemon trading card game news, a Pokemon YouTuber discovers a quote God box of vintage cards. 
Yeah, this one was this one was a really interesting story. So um, the YouTuber Super Duper Danny, who she's a pretty well known, uh, you know, Pokemon personality on YouTube. She does a lot of great videos. Go and follow her. Uh, she went and did a box opening on an Instagram stream a few weeks ago of a Neo Discovery box. And uh, the 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 crazy thing about it was, as she was opening it, every single rare card in this. Uh, box was a holographic rare card. Holy moly. Um, now, Neo Discovery uh, was the Wizards of the Coast era. Uh, yep. We we don't know exactly, you know, a lot of the, the production means were lost through, uh, you know, uh, the you know, over the course of the last 20 years. But we do know that typically boxes from that era only have about 12 to 14 uh, rare cards. And what's yep. more is Neo Discovery was one of those sets uh, that they double printed uh, your your rare card. So you had the holographic and your non-holographic. This box should not exist. Mm-mm. And, you know, this, this uh, was the first time that anyone had seen something like that. And it was caught on live stream. So this was which not is like, yeah, it's not like a state. It wasn't like a staged ish kind of thing, right? Like, because as far as she as far as I, if I recall this correctly she just thought she just had a regular box yeah no she, and like, it was it was just a normal sealed box she went and picked it up at a you know local card convention and you know it's just been sitting out there for 20 years waiting yeah. to be opened which is so it's just so crazy how how things like that happen right because then people are like oh my god if she knew she could have you know flipped it made a whole bunch more and blah blah, blah. but like she didn't know and so yeah. like there was no like until you start opening those packs and realize what you have you're like oh wait a minute what's going on here so the as best i can figure it out through my you know frantic searching over how these cards how how basically cards get packaged my guess is that for that set how it works is is you know the reason we have rarities of cards is because they they print off cards in like these massive sheets just huge huge sheets yep. that then get cut up and then they kind of get shuffled together and like distributed out. So, you know, that's why we have, you know, for every six uncommon or six common, you know, sheets, there's three uncommons and one rare. And the holofoils mm-hmm. and uh, the non holofoils, sometimes they print them on the same sheet, but, you know, other times they print them on separate sheets. It really, you know, just depends because I believe, and don't, I could be wrong. Um, you know, uh, that the uh, hollow foil effect usually gets added on like after the fact. Right. And that's where you get like the sometimes you get the stamp, like that's where you'll see some of the l- little stamp patterns in the hollow foils and things mm-hmm. like that. Like that, that comes from uh, that, that process. So we got Danny the pug in the chat asking, is it possible it was counterfeit? Uh, no, I, I think, look, counterfeit cards are pretty easy to spot um i think like any anyone who looks at this stuff like you know if you compare cards together you can you can tell right and i think like the go ahead christian well i was gonna say she actually destroyed a card on on stream (laughs) to kind of like prove that was the real deal because you know um you know the, the the especially these folks who have done this for as long as they have done it, like you can 
tell like the feel of a vintage Pokemon card compared to a fake. You know, it's printed on 20 year old paper, you know. Um, yeah. You know, the, yeah. it's got a distinctive feel to it. It's got a distinctive texture to it. And she destroyed one because, you know, uh, it was a Caterpie. <laughs> um, so, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, and I'll be 100 percent honest, like anything's possible here, um, you know. The, the thing is, it has a pretty good, um, you know, chain of custody. Uh, like, you know, it went bounced from like collector to collector, but they know, you know, how, how uh, I think like 10 or 15 years or so, like how far this, you know, card box goes back. So they have a pretty decently long record of how long it's been in various like legitimate card collectors, co- you know, not collectors, but like dealers, collections. And, you know, I, think that you know especially because she was as stunned as the rest of us and she went and mm-hmm. went out and verified and stuff and um you know it's always possible but i i personally just think that what they did was uh they did a you know a hollow foil treatment to a full sheet of cards as opposed to only half a card or whatever and they uh you know it got put in and as fates would have it uh it just ended up in one box Find mm-hmm. the century, and in terms yeah, of just seriously. you will never see anything like that, uh, probably yeah. ever again. Just yeah, you know, Gonzo so, d- definitely. Definitely, definitely cool moment. Uh, so if you want to go check out the her, her, go check out her YouTube. Uh, she's got the she got the whole video there. I, it's it is it is it's really cool to see. So uh, all right, moving on, we have some more trading card game news. Everyone's favorite, uh, everyone's favorite Pikachu. I've got it right here. Right. Chubby Pikachu. We'll love to see it. Coming back. Coming back. Yes. Put in like a, put in like a jumbo size card, right, Christian? Uh, well, it, this is a full art card. So this oh, is, right, um, right, right, right. So but they they have the original artist. They had the original artist do a new piece of art for this. This is not the original piece of art. And there's a couple of subtle differences that you can immediately tell. For one thing, Pikachu's cheeks are red and the original first edition cards, they were yellow. They were briefly char- turned uh, to red, but then went back for yellow in subsequent yeah. printings. But this is a new uh, illustration. It's full art, so the art goes all the way out. There's no frame or anything like that. And the cool thing that they did with this was uh, where the frame would have been normally, they mm-hmm. put little Pokemon. So now it's like Pikachu, and like, you know, you see like uh, Butterfree and a Caterpie and a Parasect. Lots of cool stuff. Um, it's yeah. it's a really nice, nice looking card. I'm going to show you guys something. I meant to show you this. Actually, do I still? I've got to have it here somewhere. Hold on. Oh, boy. Is it in here? Wow. This is, this makes for makes for great radio. Anyway, I have the smaller ones. So I'll show you that. If I can find the bigger one, I'll show it. Um, for an anniversary present, uh, there is a, a an artist out there. Her name is uh, Steph Parkus, and she makes like custom Pokemon cards uh, of your pets. And so let's see if I can get this to... to uh, focus so this is this is my this is my dog biscuit uh made as pokemon card uh and her moves are uh deafening farts and tail twister uh but it's very it, it's super cool like and you know, it's got the you know it looks like a pokemon card on the back and on the front um cool little thing uh that you know if you've got a pokemon fan in your life 
and a, and a family pet that you love incredible, an incredible amount. I highly recommend. It's very, very cool. Anyway. Nobody cares. <laughs> no, I think I had it sitting like, up next to I had it sitting up next to the Pikachu, and I was like, "Oh, right, I never showed this yet. I wanted to show this." So, uh, so there it is. Anyway, very no, fun. I like I like that third, you know, that third person Christian. Stuff, you know, yes. oh my gosh, you missed it Uh-oh. because you were not uh, you were not available. But I opened up some cards on Sunday. When I did the lives, mm. when I did Pokemon Go uh, Fest live stream, I, I can only do I only did uh, Saturday. I did not get a chance to do Sunday uh, because I uh, had a bunch of stuff to, uh, to do. And uh, the raids were I, well, I did do some raids with Rankin, which I appreciate those invites, man. Uh, I, I had to get out and, and, and get some more. But like, man, oh, man, did I hit good card after good card? So I'll start with the the the, la- the least of the good cards was. Um, was uh, the Hollow Zerud, which is a pretty, a pretty cool card. Yeah, nice. Considering, cool you know, card. considering who, who Zerud is. Um, now, you may be able to tell me this or not. I haven't had a chance to look it up. I got the Galarian Moltres. This is not the yes. alternate art one, right? This is the regular I be- one. I believe that is the regular one. Let me, let me look yeah, it up. The regular um, one. Let me double check. So anyway, so that's that one. So I got that. And then I got, uh, I got the Shadow Rider Calyrex. Which is really cool looking. Look at that. Yeah, one. I, I have one of those. That is such a pretty card. Yep. And then the card I wanted from the set, I got. Which one do you get? Galarian Slowking VMAX. <laughs> it was the one I wanted. And I was so glad to pull that one. And dude, like, the, I, I maybe, I think I opened about uh, nine packs. And out of the four of them, I got, I got. These four, these four pulls. That's a that, that's a pretty good draw. Hey, for the Galarian Moltres uh, V, yep. what is yep. the number on the bottom of the card? I think I can see that. Uh, Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. I believe then that is the standard. Yes, that's the standard. Yeah, that makes yep. sense. Which nothing, still nothing wrong with that. Still nothing wrong with that because like it, it'll go. It goes with my my other favorite Galarian Zapdos. Which is uh, which is a great card that, that I pulled that one earlier. I think you were there for that. But now, yeah. but I got both. I have both Calyrexes, uh, which is great, and I got the Galarian uh, Slowking, which uh, you know felt pretty good about those pulls. But now we wait. We wait for the Eevee deck. Yeah, that's uh, what next month, right? Next month, it'll it's coming soon. Can't wait. That's, that's going to be, be a good fun one. one. Yeah, yeah I can't wait. I, I'm excited. Uh, those. Yeah. The, the promo card, you know, one of these times we're going to just go and the, the, when we get into the slow times, which I'm assuming will be happening sooner as opposed to later, <laughs> um, uh, we are going to just do a full thing. Like I, I'm going to send all the art over to Rich uh, beforehand. And we're just going to talk about these full art cards that they've been doing yep. this year, you know, because yep. they've brought back this alternate full art stuff. Uh, mm mm-hmm. Basically, it, it started in 2021. I mean, we had them in earlier sets, but you know, it's been like five or six years since. Yeah, started. and yeah, and I don't. I guess it started with Battle Styles, right? Yeah. So yeah, Battle Styles yeah. was the first, and man, oh man, are these things gorgeous! The, like, the uh, alternate art on some of these the, on the cards, like the alternate art specifically, is just straight up yeah. gorgeous. I mean, a lot they've really upped the game with a lot of the cards. Uh, but like, I still, you know, I think, I think I managed to grab, where is it? It's here somewhere. Uh, I have the alternate art, uh, 
single strike Urshifu, Urshifu mm-hmm. and that like it that is it's such a cool looking card. Uh, it is easily one of the like one of the coolest. Oh man, that's that's one of the that that's worth some money, Jim. Yeah, I think we we we, we talked about that a couple weeks ago, but like that's still by and far and large like one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite cards. Like it yeah. just it looks great. Yeah, um, there's a so. Neuvern V card, which it mm-hmm. looks like like legitimately looks like an Alex Ross. Uh, art, oh wow! You know, yeah, it's just awesome looking. Just really yeah. cool, cool art. Cool. All right, let's get to the last bit. We got to get to the last bit of Pokemon news, and then we got to take our, our quick break, and then uh, obviously we're, I imagine we're going to have some time on the next two topics. Okay, so uh, Brandon Davis, uh, host of Phase Zero every Wednesday, your Marvel podcast, but also uh, you can see him uh, basically everywhere else on the site, uh, talking to uh, celebrities and all that jazz. Had a chance to sit down with Ninja this past week where uh you know the the reason he spoke to ninja was because uh, ninja is going to be a champion in uh the game raid uh where you know not only is it just a skin but it's a it is a full-on character and so we had the opportunity to talk to him and uh during the conversation obviously uh pokemon go came up because ninja's become a very huge fan and proponent. Uh, he's always been a huge fan of the game, but he's like really gotten into it so much so that he is playing it. You know, he's playing it on stream in between matches and things like that. Um, and had a bunch of really cool things to say. Uh, Christian, I think you, you summed some of it up, right? Yeah, no. Well, he talked about how uh, he wants to get more involved with like uh, the, the, the Pokemon go like promotional aspect to it. You know, there, there mm-hmm. is a big, um, you know, a, a pretty big, uh, subgenre of you know gaming YouTubers that just do Pokemon Go stuff, and yep. you know I don't think that he really wants to do that, you know. But he he would like to get involved with promotion, uh, promoting something. Um, and he actually like brought it up, like uh, when when we were uh, you know, when BD was interviewing him, he asked mm-hmm. like what other games he wants to like do. Uh, you know, like get involved, kind of like how he appeared in Raid. He's like, oh, I, I, you know, Pokemon Go in some way. I would love to just be, I don't want to be in the game, but if I could somehow be involved and do something with Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he talks about like how he's, you know, you know, drives through town all the time, spinning mm-hmm. Pokestops. And, you know, like people will approach him like when he's out and about and ask like, hey, do you want to do a raid? And, you know, that's, that's, actually pretty cool like you know i i I, i'll be honest like i'm i'm as an old man i guess i (laughs) you're uh, you're you're as much of a skeptic of ninja as i think of of anyone else is at at certain at certain times but it's just you know the the idea of the you know twitch person the larger than life twitch personality or whatever but the idea that i think that you know that like you said like that he's he you know he made he he pretty he spent a bit talking about this and we're like he there are two aspects that he loved about Pokemon Go. One that he can play with uh, his family from kind of all all uh, all across the uh, this, the country, right? Um, and he'll stop and play with random people for uh, for raids, right? Like if he's at a gym yeah. and there's a raid happening nearby, he'll stop and do it, no problem. Which is which is cool, and that's like look. That's what we love about Pokemon Go. And we'll talk, like I said, I, we'll talk a bit more about our, our Go Fest experiences because I imagine we had similar uh, but different uh, uh, experiences, but all, all good stuff. So let's, let's pit, put a pin in that right now. Let's take uh, our, our 60 second break. We'll come right back and we'll talk about Pokemon Go Fest. We'll see you in 60.
This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. And we're back. I do want to give a quick shout out to some of the uh, new folks in the Twitch chat today. Uh, obviously, you know we've got our we've got our stalwarts. You know Rankin, Danny the Pug, Caller. Thank you guys for coming. But we got uh, Nightingale and Argallo, and let's see who else we got here. We got uh, Leo Godoy and uh, Str- uh, Strick. TV and sandwiches yum so many awesome new faces uh showing up today uh anthersane is here uh thank you thank you thank you thank you for taking the time to try and catch us live absolutely love it and thank you if you're if you can't make it live i do not want you to think that you need to make it live to this show we appreciate everyone listening there are tons of people in the chat today who have said like look long time listener great to put faces to, to names we will try and do other additional live shows in case you can't catch uh you know our regular monday recording so uh so yeah so be be on the lookout for that but thank you thank you thank you like i said i can't appreciate i can't appreciate it enough okay i need to talk about this one thing first because when i saw it i was it takes a i it takes a lot to for me to be like oh wow that's really cool. And when I saw the giant freaking egg that they had, uh, I think it was in Chicago or whatnot yeah. for to, to do raids and stuff on. Wow. That, that is cool. Okay. Yeah. So for those of you, for, for those of you who don't know in Chicago, they erupted, erupted, they erected a giant egg statue looking thing right and everyone and you know everyone is you're like oh it's probably you know, for pokemon go and um you know yada 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 and uh you know when i i didn't know much about it so i asked rankin about it on saturday during the thing and then he filled me in and then i saw like live video of it in in action uh on twitter and holy moly so basically like they used a projector up on the egg to make it look like, you know, a, a, a raid egg and they had it pop open. And then, you know, a, a legendary Pokemon popped out. I think it was usually, I think, I think the first couple were Mewtwo. Uh, there were four totals, Mewtwo, total. Rayquaza. I forget oh, what the other two. I would have killed were... to see, I would have killed to see Rayquaza in person. That would have been so freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, but no. it was a raid spot and like people get like, you were literally battling, the Pokemon that came out of the raid, like, and like that man, as far as promotional stuff goes, that's freaking cool. Yeah. I, I, uh, it kind of cracked me up because like, once again, Chicago gets all the cool stuff for Pokemon go fest. Uh, like, you know, uh, the, the chatter was hilarious because, you know, this egg got put up, uh, like last week, uh, people start to notice it. And, yeah. uh, you know, then like people are like, in Indianapolis and San Francisco is like, where's, where's my giant 50 foot tall egg. <laughs> and they're like, we, we 
got to cut out of Professor Willow. <laughs> it's got to be. I, I mean, it's got. I mean, look, they've got to have data or something that says that must be in the states. Chicago's got to be the biggest moneymaker for Neantic for for Pokemon Go. I, so Chicago, which I kind think, of blows my mind. I mean, I, it, it's, it's probably also easier because there's also more room where you can't do it in like an LA or a New yeah. York without having it probably get too crazy. But still, the, I mean, the thing is, having attended a Pokemon Go fest in Chicago, and you know, Chicago's right. pretty close to me in the relative scheme of things. Like the big difference right. is it's a, it's a big space thing. Like Chicago, you can go and rent out a big chunk of a gorgeous looking lakefront park for two days and you know you can you can run pokemon go fest and they do stuff like that all the time it's just yep. I, I they have more parks than you know new york city does um yep. you know uh and it's also it's just more centrally located um you know the, I, i'm true. sure they would probably like to do something in like san fran or something like that but the the reality is is more people live close to chicago than lives close to san fran um yep. and so they can just run these events like you know i've um you know we've we've been covering pokemon go fest since the very beginning uh, yeah. um and i i think that that the the egg thing was a really cool thing they did it was a lot more scaled down than what they've did in years past basically if you showed up to a uh you know one of the chicago pokemon go photo op things you got a wristband and the mm. first thousand people uh, you know, were able to attend these like legendary raids. They were 10 minute long. They had, I believe they had the CP amped way up. So this is yeah. the closest that we've gotten to something like what we saw in the initial Pokemon Go trailer, uh, yeah. where it was, you know, yeah. everyone battling Mewtwo. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a, it was a really cool little thing that they did. Um, you know, and I, what I most appreciated about it is that it had no impact on the rest of us plebes who couldn't no. be in Chicago. So, um, you know, and, and I, I really enjoyed this year's Pokemon go fest. I guess this makes the segue into yep, Pokemon sure does. go fest. I am now the proud owner of every legendary Pokemon in the game with the exception of the two region exclusive, uh, Lake trio Pokemon that aren't here in the United States. So I thought it was, you know, it was a very productive weekend for me. Um, nice. but, so how many how many is so you say you had you you now own every single one of them mm-hmm. but how many did you need to to get there so i needed rayquaza i needed all the mascot gen 4 pokemon so reshiram Whoa, you you needed rayquaza yeah i've i've done like a dozen rayquaza uh, raids Christian, and never I, caught him before before this weekend I had three Rayquaza. Okay, it's, it is not a matter of not doing the raid. <laughs> it was literally, I just had okay. to. Sh- okay, let me relish in this though, because I can't have. I never have I been able to say, oh, oh, this this rareish legendary Pokemon. Oh yeah, I have plenty of those. <laughs> yeah, well, and then well, the problem was, uh, so you know, the problem was. Remember how uh, for a lot of uh, for a long time, Pokemon Go. Uh, they used to do uh, for your breakthrough researches. Yep. Uh, they're like, oh yeah, we'll give you encounters with those one uh, legendary Pokemon. They did it for Groudon. They did it for Kyogre. Did not do it for Rayquaza. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Rayquaza was one. I needed uh, Palkia and Dialga. I needed yep. Heatran. I needed uh, Reshiram. I needed Zekrom. And I needed uh, Kyurem. Uh, so oh, cool. seven, uh, I think total. Seven or eight. 
and I, I got, you know, I, I managed to get them all. The only one that I needed to do multiple times to catch was Kyurem. I had to do three of those raids um, before I could finally catch one. The, the, the sucker just wouldn't stay in my Pokeball. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a lot of fun, though. We um, we went out to uh, Ohio State University's campus uh, with a friend of mine, and uh, there were hundreds of people out playing Pokemon Go. It was yeah. it reminded me of the glory days of mm-hmm. Pokemon Go. So it was a it was a lot of fun to do the raid day. I know some people were kind of like upset about it because of how um, uh, it was hard to get in some raids. <laughs> yeah. I had like there were like for me so I started uh I started at MTSU uh because there are just there's a tons of there are ton gyms there and and whatnot and there were a lot of people there and like a, a, a like a raid would start and it would be you know you'd get your 20 people or whatever in and it's like all right but then, like, if you waited, like, just even after that, like, you'd be basically by yourself. And so it was like trying to find some people to raid with. It was like I had to either invite some friends or, or whatever. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like, look, I've never, I've never experienced 20 person raids before. Uh, and man, does that make a difference? Yeah, <laughs> usually, usually I'm raiding with like, you know, five, maybe seven people or whatever. But to, to raid with 20, like, whoo, boy, love to see it, especially when you're level 33 like me. <laughs> yeah, no, we uh, the, the, the one nice thing was about, you know, being on a campus where there was just tons of people playing. Yeah. Uh, was we didn't really have too much difficulty where if like a raid filled up, it would just immediately yeah. cycle to the next. Mm-hmm. Group. So, you know, I, I think like there was only one time where like somebody in our rating group, like missed out and couldn't do a mm. raid, but it was like for something like Regirock or something like that. Yeah. So um, a, a pretty, pretty low one, but yeah, no, it was great. Uh, my only regret was I wish I could have gotten one more, Giratina and one more Dialga, but my, um, you know, I, I took my six year old out with me and mm-hmm. he stayed out there with like for three hours, but um, he was, he was starting to fade fast, you know, uh, mm-hmm. asking a six year old to be out in the summer uh, for like three hours, you know, tapping on a uh, phone screen uh, can be a little <laughs> much. So we, we called it after I got one. I, I wanted to get those uh, one more of each of those so I could get my Pokemon home Um uh, you know, filled up because I'm missing those yep. two legendaries. But it was still great experience. Uh, I like yep. the storyline that they did mm-hmm. for Pokemon Go. Um, like, uh, there's a couple of things that annoyed me about the day one special event. Um, I, I, I'll be 100% honest. It bugged me that you know they they made walking uh, a requirement. Um, yep, and and go grunts. Yeah. Uh, so like- those. The gold grunts aren't weren't as frustrating for me, uh, only because they they show up. You know, they they show up for you um, in the not balloons. Playing, I mean, now you're playing. Oh, well, see, the thing like for me, like what? I mean, I was streaming for about an hour and a half, waiting mm-hmm. for a go grunt to show up, and like I got nothing. Uh, I think I inevitably ended getting one towards the end of the day, and I was able to kind of rush through the the rest of that stuff. But yeah, I, I totally agree. Fortunately, I had a. Uh, you know, a, a turbo incubator basically and a, like a two kilometer egg that I was able to just like 
walk around yeah. my backyard, walk around my backyard a few times. And it was like, Oh, okay, great. Perfect. Uh, but, uh, but other than that, but I, I will say the other thing I, I, I got, <laughs> I only got one shiny, like the entire weekend. And oh, wow. that, sh- and that shiny is a no star CP 99 Phoebus. <laughs> That's great. Let's see. I got a I got a shiny yep. Magikarp. I got a shiny t- uh, Temple, and um, I got one other shiny, and I can't remember what it was now. Let me let me pull it up. And you know, I also <laughs> got a shiny Mewtwo the day before Pokemon Go Fest. Uh, oh, which, really? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which yeah. Let's see, uh, right, looks like, looks like Rankin got some good ones. Two shiny Swablus, a shiny Odino, shiny. Oh, a shiny unknown. That's cool. A uh, shiny Cricot, a shiny Whismur, and a shiny Tangela. That's a pretty good, uh, pretty good haul. Yeah, I got five. So I got a shiny Magikarp. I got a shiny Pikachu with a hat, which my oh, son. Oh, so jealous! I'm so jealous. My, my, it was really funny because my son uh, was like playing uh, my Pokemon Go while I was, I was like frantically writing because this weekend also there was a big Dungeons and Dragons event going on. Yeah. So like yeah. you know I was just doing nonstop writing all weekend. So, you know, I like look over and he's got the shiny Pikachu and he's chucking Pokeballs left and right. I'm like, ah, I, I'm going to take this. I will handle this. Um, I got a uh, shiny Beldum, a shiny Aeron and a shiny Temple. Uh, so, you know, the shiny Aeron for as useless as Aeron's are or Aaron's or however you pronounce it. Um, yeah. uh, uh, I always like that shiny. The red eyes just like crack me up. Uh, so uh, I picked up 36 Chinese. How did you only get a few? I didn't play I, that much. That's the reason why. I mean, look, I played I played quite a bit. I mean, I played uh, the first I basically played through the first four hours of day one just because I did not want to miss out on the uh, collection challenges because I learned mm-hmm. my lesson from uh, GoTor when like that's what I should have done and did not. Uh, and so and like I, ca- I must have caught a lot of Pokemon and like then literally all I got was a shiny freaking Phoebus. So that's hilarious. I uh, it's like this it is like the saddest Phoebus. But now I'm gonna keep it and I'm gonna evolve it all the way up because because I have to now. Yeah they had a um you know the funny one the funny thing was the only Pokemon that I had trouble finding for the collection challenges was a mm-hmm. was a low tad like uh um, oh. Like for whatever reason, like no low tad were showing up for me. And I got one with like two minutes to go. Uh, and, oh, nice. And, and like the chosen hour. I was like, oh, okay, well, uh, but no, it was nice. I got, you know, I got uh, all of my regional exclusives, obviously. Um, the nice thing was there's a few Pokemon that I needed to evolve that, you know, uh-huh. between the <laughs> disgusting amount of rare candies I got. <laughs> and, um, you know, like uh, the Gen 6 starter Pokemon, I hadn't yeah. uh, uh, evolved all those. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm being asked Christian about the Daedal Gotcha. What, what is this about, Jim? Uh, well, no, it was uh, so I was talking to Rankin about that on Saturday and it was uh, just trying to uh, it's like one of those uh, auto catchers, I guess. Oh, OK, that you that help um, that just help you like you know, catch a bunch of stuff. Uh, but it's funny. It's funny you say that about the, uh, you know, j- it just kind of like you're your catching in general where I. 
Uh, I went to a place nearby that has about, you know, a few, uh, few gyms and some stops. And basically there was a place mm-hmm. where I was able to park that where I was in the middle of two gyms and I was able to like be able to spin two gyms and a poker stop. And so it was, a, it was a good spot. They all had lures and, and whatnot. And I was able to, uh, you know, uh, really tick off some people and take the gyms back and, uh, and just like basically like camp the gyms and I kept feeding my Pokemon berries. So like it was just, I was having a lot of fun anyway. <laughs> um, but I, I managed to get uh, like, I love the fact that they threw out Pokemon. Like, you know, I was able to grab a, a, a Ludicolo. I was able to grab a Gyarados and I was able to grab a Tyranitar. Uh, the Tyranitar, my Tyranitar was is not great, but I got one. Uh, and so like, now I don't have to like necessarily worry. Now I can, you know, kind of bide my time a little bit and like find the right one to, you know, to evolve all the way through. I do have a Pupitar that, um, you know, uh, that, that's a, is a good one. Um, but it was just cool. To, like, because that was the other thing, right? Like I've been walking around with uh, a Magikarp for forever just to get the candies to evolve uh, a shiny Magikarp I had. And, uh, and then I just found a Gardos and I'm like, Oh, well, okay, cool. Now I can like, maybe spend it now the question is right like so the shiny magikarp i have is not a great one so now it's like i think the question is like do i just wait for another opportunity to catch a shiny uh magikarp and like not rush it and just go or do i like just really want a, a red gardos and just evolve the one that i have i don't so i don't know yet so we'll see so before we before we change to the other uh to to our next topic pokemon unite uh i did have a question for you and I guess for the chat as well. What'd you guys think of the fact that they used Hoopa as the catalyst for day two, but didn't actually bring out Hoopa as a second mythical Pokemon? I personally thought it was a good idea. Like one of the things that Pokemon Go has never done well, nor has the Pokemon franchise is do a coherent <laughs> story. Um, and so I, I liked that uh, I, I, I like that that was, you know, something that they teased out. And um, I, I was really excited about that. That was something that we were doing. Um, and uh, I, I know that people, um, you know, some people did not like the fact that Hoopa was teased, shows up in the loading screen and does not, um, mm. you know, did not appear at the end of day two. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I thought it was great. What were your thoughts, Jim? I mean, I, I love, I, I love that, that that's how they made the story work, right? Like, like you said, it's just, it's a, rarely do we get good stories <laughs> in this game. And so for it to work like it did uh, is, is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, I, I think though, I think they'll, they'll find a way to, to bring him in at, at some point, but, um, but it's cool. I mean, look, would have been nice to have him show up. Yeah, absolutely. I I caught a bunch of other Pokemon this weekend, so I am like totally fine. I finally caught uh, a Lugia and a Palkia and uh, a, a Reshiram. Like the other thing, like like, and we know how I feel about Reshiram. Like I think a Reshiram is one of like the ugliest legendaries uh, uh, out there. Uh, and so I'm like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even want it, but it was. They were so plentiful that I was like, all right. I mean, I got it. It's right there. It's easy, easy peasy. So the neighbor boys who live next to me, who one of them goes to me, he was he was overplaying at our house uh, last weekend. And he goes, he's like, you know, he was showing off some of the Pokemon cards that he had traded for. And he goes, you know, I wanted to show them to you because you're kind of like the Pokemon expert of the neighborhood. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm not the Pokemon expert of the neighborhood. 
I'm a Pokemon expert of the world. Um, not, not really, but you know, he was like, he's like, yeah, you're kind of right. You really are. You have a podcast and everything. Um, but, um, uh, the, the neighbor boys are like their favorite legendaries are Zekrom and Reshrom. I just don't get it. Generational. It is absolutely generational. Uh, uh, we, I gave them the the model kits for Zekrom and Reshrom to oh, build. Cool. Like I've had them sitting out in my office for like months. And I was like, "Here, guys, let's all go and build build some models." Like one weekend, like I gave John my, my six year old the giant Magikarp to do, and then I gave them the more complicated ones. But uh, yeah, no Reshrom, Reshrom, <laughs> my my aunt, my aunt, but that was the only uh, legendary she wasn't able to get during that. She still plays Pokemon Go, and she was telling me, she's like, I couldn't get a Reshiram for some reason. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, cool. All right. So that was Pokemon Go Fest. It looks like everyone uh, had a lot of fun with that. And uh, but this week we get another Pokemon game. Pokemon Unite. Yes, we do. Po- it's coming. Pokemon Unite. So I'm sure we were going to talk a lot more about Pokemon Unite last week. So, you know, we don't need to do a too deep dive into it. But, Jim, I did want to ask you, as you're usually the one who has bad opinions about Pokemon games. Wow. What would make Pokemon Unite a success in your eyes and would make Pokemon Unite a failure in your eyes? Like, I'm I'm really curious because you're more attuned with the esports world than I am. And this is very much an esports game. So what would make this game a success to you? And what would make it a failure? Like let's let's get some actual parameters. Because me, you know, uh I have no idea what will make this game good or bad. Man, I uh It'll be interesting. I, I hope that they, you know, obviously we know what the roster is and the roster is the roster, right? Like they games like these don't add champions or, or you know, or in this case would be other Pokemon. You they know, they all, are adding you know. Pokemon. No, I understand. But like, <laughs> but I mean, uh, but like, but they, they don't, they don't, it's not like we're going to get a new Pokemon every month kind of thing, right? Like it's, you know, it. I think I, to start for this, I think, I think we, we're getting a few of those, but yeah, I'm we're, we're getting like, three like, Go ahead. Right more like like I'm talking more like long term, right? Like like long term, like I think we need to be kind of like realistic in that front. But what they what they can do obviously is cosmetics and things like that. And I think that's the mm-hmm. one of the biggest things that you know we talk about it all the time, right? Like Pokemon Masters, like that game started really really slow, and it's a very different game and and whatever. But like we didn't, there wasn't enough to keep people kind of coming back. And I think what unite has the opportunity to do through you know either weekly challenges or monthly challenges or things like that or just you know the ways to to help you either unlock uh cosmetics or things like that i think is going to is going to keep the potentially keep the casual players in um i i have tried a lot of these mobas recently um i tried the the league of legends one that's available on mobile there's another uh there's a marvel one the marvel one that's on mobile that that i've tried and they're all the the thing that i the thing that i don't don't like about the marvel one is that there's too few characters and that the Mm -hmm. uh and the cosmetics are mm, okay 
right? Like they're not, they're not mind blowing or, or whatever. Uh, Leo legends one is more like, you know, uh, your like what unite is going to be. And I think the mechanics of that, I'm still trying to, like, I'm still trying to figure out, but like, I don't know any of the, the league of legends champions. Right. And so like, I don't, I'm literally kind of going in a bit blind, just trying out new characters, just trying to see like what, like what powers look cool or what powers look like they could be cool. Right. Mm-hmm. With Pokemon, I feel like it's a little bit easier, right? You kind of, you know, I mean, I guess it's easier only because like, I know the franchise. And so I know kind of what I'm getting myself into play style wise with the characters and what they can do or, you know, what their potentials are, the style of gameplay or whatnot. Uh, and so I think you kind of given already the big install base just of Pokemon fans that like, I think this, this game actually has a pretty decent shot of, of sticking around. Now, if it, if it plays smoothly, which is probably one of my biggest concerns, right? Like the, um, uh, just like the, the internet connectivity, especially if you're playing on a switch, right? Like we know it's, it's, you know, internet play on that, on that, uh, platform is pretty terrible. Uh, and yeah. so, but like, if you're playing on your own mobile device, maybe it's better, if, you know, maybe it'll be better or whatever. And so, um, it just, it needs to, I think like this, like that's going to be a, a big thing, right? Cause no one, if you're glitchy from the get go, like people don't forget that. And people are not likely to give games like that a second shot uh, if it does not feel like it plays well. And so, um, and so, so like, I think it's got a lot of things going for it. I think it has a lot of potential roadblocks as well, but I, I'm curious to see how and when or if you know people that connect this way i i'm gonna give it a fair shot uh i don't know you know i'm i'm hoping like i need another mobile game to just kind of keep me uh you know just engaged a bit when i just have a few extra minutes here or there or like you know my, my kids doing cheer now and so uh, i've sitting a lawn sitting a, a yard chair out uh out in the middle of the field and you know i was playing pokemon go last week but i could use something else just to, to swap back and forth on. So, so we'll see. What about you? What are your, what are your thoughts on the game? Uh, I, I think the big thing for, since it's going to be out for the switch for two months before it comes out on mobile. Um, my biggest concern is online connectivity and online play. I like, mm-hmm. uh, like what I remember when I believe it was Splatoon two, uh, came out, you know, those online games were great. Like I had a lot of fun playing Splatoon, um, on 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 the switch when I tried doing Smash Brothers and you know and and you know as as a background you know like especially back in college like I was like um, a, a uh, locally competitive like Smash Brothers player like I was mm-hmm. you know um, you know uh, consistent you know going to a large university I was a cons- consistently like a top finisher at like university level stuff never never the best but you know like. Uh, the bride, like always the bridesmaid, never the bride in those tournaments. Um, <laughs> and I found Smash Brothers to be unplayable doing it online. Yeah. Like it was just an awful, awful experience. Um, so they need to have good connectivity. Like uh, I will, if, if, if they have like severe lag, this game will be DOA. Um, I, and I'm, I'm, and I'm not super convinced that the switch can support that i'll be 100 percent honest now 
I think that, and the other thing is, is if the grind to unlock new Pokemon mm. and new cosmetics for free is too much of a grind, uh, that's that's the other big thing. They, I really hope that they have a good balance so that you know people, um, like you know, like because I think like they're going to get a lot of kids who are going to pick up this game and play it, um, and they're not going to have access to the funds to go and unlock the roster using the paid currency. So I really hope that it's, you know, I'm sure it is going to be a grind. Uh, Free free to play games always have a bit of that grind, but it better not be like a basically insurmountable one because I think that will turn people off really quickly as well. Uh, So those are those are kind of like my baselines, like, you know, in terms of the gameplay itself, uh, I'm not expecting too much. Like from what I've seen, you know, it's it's a MOBA that, you know, they have to make work for on you know for for mobile play so i'm not going in with like super high <laughs> expectations of like gameplay um but you know uh, mobile games can be a lot of fun to play um so uh if if they can do that well i i think they they could have a really good game on their hands and you know i've noticed that the pokemon content people like people who work for the pokemon company seem yep. to be actively looking into like trying to do more content creation with it which they you know right now the pokemon company is very hands-off when it comes to that sort of stuff you know mm-hmm. you don't see anybody you know the pokemon company's not paying too many people to do like you know tcg videos they do it every once in a while yep you know but not very often. Uh, we have a question um, about, can you explain gameplay a bit more about Pokemon Unite? I guess we should have talked about that. Um, if you are not aware of what Pokemon Unite is, Pokemon Unite is a, what they call a MOBA-style game. Uh, it is a game, it is kind of like a, it's not really tower defense here in this case, but how the no. game works is you control a single Pokemon on a team of five Pokemon. So you and four other players are on a team and you will um, battle another team of five people, each of whom control another single Pokemon. Um, The point of the game is to score more points than your opponent and you score points by defeating Pokemon, either wild Pokemon that appear in the like map, the arena or by defeating your opponents. And then that generates a type of in-game energy. It's called um, Aeos Energy, I think it's how it's pronounced, or Aeos. It's Mm -hmm. A-E-O-S. And you take that energy and you have to get it to one of your opponent's goals and basically um, put it in. Now, some Pokemon are optimized for scoring goals. So their entire thing is is, uh, they, they go and collect as much energy and then they have a very quick, like, unload. Uh, other Pokemon are much slower at unloading that. So there's some strategy involved of which, you know, you can be a really good attacker, for instance, like you're, you can have great melee attacks, great powerful moves, but it might take you a lot of time to unload that energy into your opponent's goals. So some of the strategy is going to be uh, your, your team's formation. Like mm-hmm. um, you Whoever, you know, are you going to spread out and have all five of your teammates collect energy? Or are you going to try to get one person to collect a lot of energy so they can really quickly get it in the hoop, so to speak? Um, and so there's there's going to be some strategy involved in that. There's It's, it's going to be an interesting game. Um, there's a roster of 20 initial Pokemon. Uh, we know that they're going to add 
at least three post-release. Um, and uh, yeah, so it'll come out on the Switch here uh, in uh, July 21st. Uh, so two days if you're listening to this uh, either live or on the day of release. And then it will come out on uh, mobile devices um, later this year. Uh, and this Switch- is a, it is a free-to-play game with microtransactions. Yes, it, so um, you will start off with a uh, the, the the roster of twenty people, uh, twenty Pokemon. Um, uh, we'll start off. You'll start off with a handful of them, and by completing matches, you'll get basically uh, currency, in-game currency that you can spend to unlock more Pokemon on your roster, or you can spend money to unlock those Pokemon yep. um, uh, as well. And the other thing is, is you can buy outfits. Uh, either with in-game currency or that premium pay real money currency. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be interesting. Um, uh, Zero Aura initially will be a s- exclusive to the Switch, but they have confirmed that eventually uh, Zero Aura will be made available to us uh, mobile players as well. So mm-hmm. um, if you're holding off on this, um, to to go and um, because you you want to play on your phone, maybe you don't have a switch or something like that. Um, you will eventually have access to the full roster, just maybe yep. not at the very start. Yep. So cool. All right, that's Pokemon Unite. I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm definitely going to try it out. You know, like I said I I try all of these games out. We'll see which ones. Uh, like I'll get I'll get super into Unite for like three days and then i'm hoping it it sticks with me uh, longer than that so uh so we'll see all right christian pokemon fact of the week let's do it up all right well uh we're talking about pichu this week and you know we've talked about pikachu and Raichu and all that stuff before you know um but um i did think it was really interesting you know pichu's kind of got uh, some pretty standard pokemon pokedex entries if you follow if you've played pokemon smash uh, or uh not pokemon smash super smash brothers uh you know that uh pichu tends to knock itself um and uh, a lot of the different pokedexes involve that however there is a really clever reference to japanese culture and in, in pichu where they discuss pichu's um taking like a test of courage of sorts. So uh, when Pichu play with each other, occasionally they will actually uh, go and bat each other's uh, tails and cause sparks to fly out and shock each other. And basically they're doing that as a test of courage. Now, you know, test of courage is what it sounds like, but in Japan, uh, you know, they actually, you know, school kids uh, of, of various ages, usually middle schoolers and occasionally high schoolers will do like tests of courage where they have to go into a supposedly haunted cave or something like that. And usually what it is, it's a class activity. Some of the kids uh, go and try to scare the other half. And it's basically like a quasi haunted house sort of thing. But I thought that was really interesting. It was like, you know, one of those things that you wouldn't quite realize what you're doing unless you... Um, uh, uh, read a lot of Japanese manga like I do. Um, so, you know, <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, yeah, Pichu, Pichu, uh, you know, when, when they, uh, shock each other, basically, um, they, they will occasionally try to shock each other as a test of courage. Uh, so that I thought was, uh, cute and something I didn't realize about this adorable, uh, baby Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I do love in one of them uh, he is like, despite this Pokemon's cute appearance, those who want to live with one should be prepared, should prepare to be on the receiving end of its electric jolts. And I'm like, well, well, yes, yes, absolutely. 
Uh, but yeah, like I said, I, look, I think uh, Pichu, like, we all have our feelings about uh, the baby Pokemon. And Pichu, mm-hmm. I believe, is uh, of the, you know, is definitely on the, the cuter ends for sure. So, um, so yeah, that's, you know, that's Pichu. We know what it, we know what it becomes. And we've, we've talked about Pikachu and Raichu before. So many, many, you go. many, many times, many, many, many times. <laughs> Uh, all right well that's gonna do it for us this week appreciate everyone for uh, listening thank you thank you thank you uh what i was going to do during that uh, was uh see if we had any newer reviews to read i like to read them in batches um and so okay i'll, I'll wait another week or so if you want and you haven't yet head on over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. That's one of the best ways to help uh, share your support of the show. The more reviews we get, the better we show up in searches for Pokemon and, you know, other things like that. And, uh, and so like, like I said, that just helps bring more people to this cool club that we've got. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. If you want to get involved and keep the conversation going with us outside of the podcast at Pokemon Pod CB is the Pokemon is the handle for the show that we all uh, have access to. Otherwise, you can find me at Jim Viscardi. And you can find me at Seahoffer Seabus. And then you can always find Megas at Megan Peters CB. Let her let her know you missed her. Send her a tweet and say, hey, Megan, we missed you. Can't wait to see you next week. She'll really appreciate that. Uh, other than that. Like I said, that about does it for us this week. Thank you all for uh, if you've tuned in live for the first time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We hope to see you again next week. If you are are a regular in the live, thank you again, as always, for your support. And for those who listen, we we couldn't do it. We couldn't do any of this cool, fun, new stuff without you. You guys are the OGs. Uh, We appreciate uh, your support. And uh, like I said, by all means, get in touch with uh, get in touch with us on Twitter. We love hearing from you guys. And until next week, folks, may the shiny luck be in your favor. Talk to you later.